All right, welcome to the Inspired Movement. It is your host, Jasmine Dees, and we have Joel Elfers. How are you today, Joel? I'm doing wonderful in this rainy, cloudy, but relaxing weather. How about yourself, Jasmine? I am doing the same. It is very, very rainy, very cold, but I love it. Yeah, this is a good time. Well, actually, today we are in our first day of technically uh, fall. So, you know, fall is our favorite time of the year. So I'm kind of excited to get started with our pumpkins and our hot, hot tea and hot apple cider and all the good things that come along with fall. So I'm, I'm looking forward to our to our gatherings coming up now. Uh, now it's super exciting during this time. The warm meals, warm soups and stews and just everything, man, about fall is just great. So I am right with you. <clears throat> so today we are getting into our second part of a six-part series <clears throat> on friends. How many of us have them? Please forgive me. Um, I have a bit of a dry throat, <laughs> but we are... Um, excited to do this series because like we said before in the first one our friendship and sisterhood has been tested we think to the highest degree and the highest level of testivity as we would say um and we have overcame so much in us you know walking through these different challenges and things that we felt led to just come compile a six-part series to share you know, on the different points and aspects of friendship. And so today we will be talking about loyalty and what it means to be loyal within a friendship. So I'm excited to dig into this. And as I was looking up like the definitions um, of loyalty and loyal. So the definition of loyalty is the quality of being loyal and then the definition of loyal is giving or showing firm and constant support or allegiance to a person or institution. Um, so that is like very, <laughs> very, very uh, self-explanatory kind of, but also too, we want to talk about the positive parts of loyalty and also kind of get away from the negative parts because sometimes people want you to be loyal in a negative way. And we kind of want to explain both sides of loyalty. Yeah, I agree with you. A lot of times, you know, when it, when you think about loyalty and you think about situations that um, kind of is our beginning teachers in regards to loyalty, unfortunately, like you said, there's the negative, you know, the negative connotations. Like, um, I know, especially you know, being, being African-American, you know, and, um, growing up, you, in that, in that traditional, you know, black family, you know, when you think about the history of what, you know, we have in, endured as a community, as a people, loyalty and allegiance is something that was needed and required for survival in a lot of instances. And so it started off, it started off in the, in the manner of, you know, trying to protect and to preserve a people and preserve a culture when it came to, you know, trying to guard secrets and um, guard different things that was going on. But now, you know, in these days and times, like you said, sometimes that loyalty can take a very negative warped turn to where now 
you know, the desire and the, and the call to be loyal at the expense or at the cost of mental health, at the cost of, you know, uh, putting oneself in, in, in danger in a negative way or, or harm in a negative way, family, you know, those different things. We do have to look at, you know, why, why we feel as though it's okay for us to still operate in that, in that sense. And, um, ways that we can learn, you know, how to be loyal and be true and be supportive in a healthy way um, without it, you know, causing us to compromise, you know, compromise ourselves, compromise our hearts, compromise our peace of mind and things like that, you know, so, so, you know, I think, I know that you kind of share in your testimony, you know, when you do your speaking engagements is that, you know, that saying of what goes on in this house stays in this house or whatever we do is it's about us, how that could be super taxing and super hard. Yeah. Because, you know, you could in your heart, you know, of course you want to be loyal to the dynamic of your family and your parents and things like that. And um, try to, you know, protect and things. But if it's stuff and certain things that can potentially cause you harm or danger, then of course you need to, you know, open up and share. And we think about if we go to gangs, you know, and gang violence and things like that and how loyalty is like big in gangs. And that's why so many people and young people gravitate to it because it's a um, organization that is formed in order to not only protect the individual who's a part of the gang, but they're loyal to them. You know, they're loyal to what they need of them they're loyal to what they'll do for them and the things of that nature so it can get really when you use that word loyalty it can get really crossed up you know because it can be tainted in ways if people are not taught properly what loyalty really means within friendships within you know like I said institutions or your your place of employment loyalty to an employer loyalty to your spouse loyalty you know to your children to your friends I mean family it can go so far out but you have to make sure it is a healthy form of loyalty I think another thing too is the reason why loyalty is so appealing is because loyalty is really really dependent off of trust you think about all the things that you've experienced and gone through in your life where you felt like you were by yourself you felt like nobody could be trusted you felt like you didn't have support. So, you know, like you said, with gangs, you have a group of people that have made up in their mind to abide by a code, or at least in most cases to abide by a code. And being able to know that this is something that everybody has agreed that we are going to stick to in order to support and have each other's back, that's appealing. And it's sad that you see more of a, you see more of a consistency and a trust with something like a gang or or mob or you know mafia or you know even uh the the different um what is it the greeks the greek uh societies or whatever you know like on college campuses you know um what is i'm trying to say oh sororities and fraternities you know and there is an agreed code that these people say that they come together and that they're going to stand by and there is a, a sense of safety there's a sense of belonging there's a, a sense of I am a part of something, a part of a group, a part of a family or a member of something where everybody has time that they're going to dedicate themselves to being supportive and 
in whatever capacity that that group is. And it's sad that these different these different avenues in a lot of instances sometimes offer more consistent support than our families can be, you know, or the friendships that we tailor, you know, and I think that's something that we've learned over the years, even between, you know, our sisterhood and our friendship, you know, how, how, how much of a need there is for true loyalty and family and helping to try to uncover the unhealthy sides, but also trying to learn how to foster the positive sides and knowing that it is possible to have healthy, loyal relationships amongst family. I feel like it's harder sometimes in some instances to have that 100% trust, loyalty, and family than it is with strangers at times because of the, you know, there isn't, sometimes there isn't bias. You know, I think that also plays into it. Your Sometimes our loyalties can be jaded or hard to be built on if there is a pre-existing bias or an assumption of the person or people that we're trying to be loyal to. But um, Yeah, correct. I totally agree with you. I know I was doing some research and um, just reading a lot of different articles about friendship and uh, loyalty and friendship, loyalty and marriage and things of that nature. And um, I was reading this one article and it said the top 10 qualities of a true and loyal friend are they'll always be honest with you. They'll love you for yourself. They'll give more than they take. They compromise. They forgive you even without an apology. They believe in you. They make time for you. And they are respectful of you. Um, and <clears throat> they are very thoughtful. And they stick around through the tough stuff. You know, so like a loyal friend, loyalty has so much in it that needs to be fostered in a healthy environment and a healthy ground. Cause like we talked about, if you foster, you know, loyalty in an unhealthy manner, it's going to breed loyalty in a unhealthy manner as the person gets older. So you definitely are going to have to break different generational stuff on loyalty, because like we said, unfortunately in the black community, loyalty looks really weird loyalty doesn't look it's not healthy in the black community because you a lot of black families want you to be loyal to something sometimes that you don't even believe in or you don't even feel you know is a good thing it doesn't make you feel good it doesn't make you feel supported it doesn't make you feel like you can be yourself, you know? And so you can get caught up in that where you're in a power struggle and it can be your own mom or your own dad. And you're like, well, I don't agree with this. And then your parent can say, well, you're not loyal to the family. You're not loyal to this situation. And, you know, kind of goes back to what you said that do as I say, not as I do type of thing. Yep. You know, and I think we need to, people need to set standards on what is required in order for for the, the people that are involved to feel as though this is what loyalty consists of. I know me and you, we spoke recently, you know, we were just talking about how in certain, in certain situations, you know, we may feel like if, you know, if something happens, you know, that, you know, my response might be different than your response 
And our differences of how we might handle a situation could determine whether we might feel like we're being loyal or not being loyal in that situation. And um, I think making sure that we take the time to set what those what those parameters look like, you know, so I love that when you read the definition, you know, of what it means to be loyal, you know, that being tr- being trustworthy, you know, being able to be honest, being able to be supportive. You know, what does support look like? A lot of times people don't understand even what it means to be truly supportive. Sometimes people feel like, you know, if you are, if you don't see things the way that I see it, then you're not being supportive. If you don't, um, if you don't respond to this situation or to this particular issue the way that I want to respond, you're not being supportive. Um, some people may feel like if you're not giving money, you know, or, or giving certain, certain resources that you're not being supportive. Um, so these are some of the things that we need to be able to sit down and, and speak to one another, you know, and, and speak to the people that we care about, that we call friends and say, Hey, you know what, what does loyalty mean to you? What does it look like for me to be loyal in a situation where you may have someone that is attacking you, you have somebody that's speaking down on you or talking about you? You know, I know that this is the way that I would probably respond to it if, if I saw it or heard it, but you know, how would Oh, excuse me. How would you want me to respond in this situation? Or what is it that what is it that I can do in order for you to feel like you're support supported and know that no matter what, in the end, that my loyalty, that it lies with you and lies with our friendship. You know, these are the type of things that a lot of people really don't define. And so it causes it, it allows for uh, opportunity for there to be, you know, miscommunication, misunderstanding and differences because of how we perceive loyalty. So, I mean, I just got a question for you, Jazz. I mean, when you think about when you think about what it means for somebody to be loyal to you, what does loyalty look like for you personally? I think as far as loyalty, how it looks to me is the number one thing is allowing that person to be them without judgment that I'm loyal to you and I love you regardless of how you are in this moment. And it doesn't change your, the way a person treats me, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's one of the, just the top ones. Um, A true loyal friend to me believes in you, even when you're struggling to believe in yourself. Um, I feel like, a true friend that's loyal listens, you know, um, is a is a good listener, a, a person that can, you know, hear your heart and things of that nature. Um, a person that stands up for you when you're not in the room. That's loyalty to me. That I actually I put that one number one because if you got a friend that when you're not present that you know for without a shadow of a doubt that will stand up for you and defend you in a room with people that may not like you or may have heard things about you that may have came up and caused them to not even give you an opportunity because of what they heard and you happen to be in that room. Um, I feel like a key in loyalty to a friendship when you know that individual is standing up for them when they're not present. Mm. Yes. That one is huge for me. Um, 
in a friendship. Uh, let's see. Another thing is being being honest, you know, where you're at. So that way, kind of how we talked about honesty, you know, and being honest and telling the truth. Um, that ties into loyalty because if you're loyal, that means you can be trusted. You know, if you if you're honest on where you're at and you tell the truth about, you know, hey, I'm just not doing well right now. I know I've been a crappy friend. Hey, I apologize. Um, I just been going through some stuff like be honest instead of like the cold shoulder or the abrupt stops and talking or things of that nature. Just be like, hey, I'm not having a good day. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I, I just don't want to be bothered right now. And that loyalty with that friend is, okay, I still love you. I'm still here for you. I'm ready to be present when you need me to be, but I'm going to give you your space. And it still doesn't affect the friendship. You know what I'm saying? Heck yeah. That communication, man, is so important. Like when you were, when you said, you know, having somebody that, you know, will stand up for you in the room when they hear you being spoken about, you know, I know that that is something that I've been guilty of where I've been in room at times where I may not have spoken, you know, right away. If I hear something, um, as far as my reason for that, in some instances, I'm thinking about, you know, what, what, first off, what is the best way to respond? You know, other than, you know, hey, you know, this is a person that I care about. Don't speak about this person or, hey, let me hear what all this person is saying so I can maybe try to persuade them in some other means. Or maybe this is not the right time to bring this up. Maybe I need to approach this person privately, you know, and I realized in some instances that that wasn't always the best, the best response um, to, to wait. Sometimes having somebody speak right then and there to stop things right then and there is needed. And then in some instances, it could be beneficial to pull that person to the side privately and speak to them. Um, But I think the thing that came to mind is advocate. You know, when you think about somebody that's standing up in the room for you, an advocate, someone that speaks on your behalf or speaks to the good of you, you know, not even just speaking up for you, but speaking up for the good for for the good for you or in your favor um for me when I think of loyalty I think of someone that is committed someone that even like you said even on your worst day that they still they still stand by you a lot of times people are comfortable being around you when everything is well but when things aren't well like you said they can ghost or they can disappear on you and and that makes you feel even more alone and if they don't know, if they don't know what to do for you, then it just make you feel like, you know, okay, were you only there because everything was well, you know, some people don't know how to, you know, as they say, weep with those that weep, you know, we can rejoice. Sometimes people don't even know how to rejoice with those that rejoice either, but being able to allow people to walk through their process, I think that's something that was a huge, huge lesson for me, especially with the loss of my dad, you know, and the loss of your mom, being able to be on the other side of grieving and going through such a painful loss and thinking that there were many people that I thought that would be able to walk alongside me because of their, you know, spiritual affiliations and their spiritual, so-called spiritual strengths and different things like that. And realizing that 
pretty much all with the exception of you and a, a, a brother in the Lord that I wasn't even expecting, you know, to step up and really be a support for me. And maybe a handful of people, maybe literally on one hand, did I really have some people that were actually truly loyal and committed to helping me when I could not mentally see my way through the fog of my pain. And um, it made me have to go back and apologize. It, had, it made me have to get to a point of getting really, really humble because I realized that that is an area that I, I was not supportive in. I didn't know how to support people the way that they needed to be supported um, in their pain or in their, in their grieving process or in their depression. And a lot of times I know that's something that me and you have struggled with throughout the years is learning, you know, what does support look like for one another and how to communicate that. And then also too, for people that might be listening to this and going, you know, man, like, well, how, how do you get it right? Cause people are so different. Sometimes it's just as simple as asking or just ask, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, just like you said earlier, the communication. Mm -hmm. Communication is key. And if you're not able uh, to communicate, you will never be able to understand another individual because we need to not only communicate, but we need to learn how to listen as well. And a lot of people really, truly do not know how to be a friend. And I think that's why God really put it on our heart to do this series because so many people compliment our sisterhood and our friendship. And even though, yeah, we're family and we know we're blood, that still doesn't matter as you know. And as a lot of people that may listen to this know that you can have family that you know your whole life, but you still are not close to them or you still don't have a relationship with them and things of that nature, you know, and it could because of certain differences or whatever. But um, I think that's why we really wanted to share because people see the beauty of our friendship in the public eye, but they don't see what we had to plow through. Mm -hmm. So it's just being honest, you know, about where we're at. And that's why our first podcast of the first part of the series was about honesty. Um, and you guys can go back and check that out. And this one, we're just digging into loyalty because it's six parts of a, of a great friend. That's six qualities that you want in a friendship. And these are some of the things that we're going to tackle, you know, so we can understand how to be a good friend and how, and sometimes, you know, in friendships, some people don't know, they only know one side. They only know, gimme, gimme, gimme. And they only know how to be selfish. They don't know how to be selfless. And yes. so that can make it hard for you to be a good friend as well. Being, being able to see that loyalty can, should never supersede truth. Mm -hmm. That honesty, like you said. That's why honesty was first. <laughs> yep, exactly. Like that, I don't, yeah. When I think about truth, the best, the best friend, the best friend that you can have is somebody that will speak truth to you in the midst of in the midst of whatever you may be going through whether it's a good thing that you're experiencing and you're excited and you're on cloud you know nine but then they say hey you know what this is great but let me speak this truth to you this is something you need to be aware of or whether you're in a low spot and you go you know what hey i know you're in this low spot but here this is the truth about who you are as a person or 
you know, how, you know, how you're loved and what have you, that truth is super important. Like you said, that's why it was the first, the first thing that we talked about with honesty. Um, but yes, when it comes to loyalty, when it comes to understanding, like the importance of being intentionally committed, that is speaking of that. I'll never forget when me and you sat down and we were talking about, you know, even love and understanding that, you know, we really didn't know. (laughs) And when we decided that, Hey, you know what, let's be committed to learning how to love each other, learning how to, you know, be there for each other, learning how to do these things. Loyalty, it requires an intentional commitment. Like you said, people, a lot of times they look at, okay, this person ain't doing this for me. This person ain't doing this for me. But like you said, you know how to be selfless. And then also too, are you being selfless from a, from a place of love and desire to be selfless? Or are you being selfless because you feel like you don't want to hear nobody's mouth if you're not <laughs> like you know like true you know <laughs> i know it's been pl- plenty of times where you know i know i know you'll you'll ask me like hey sis you know you want to do this i'm like yeah I'm, uh, let's do it let's do it I, I got it let's do it i'm with you and you'd be like sis no do you really like do you really have the capacity to do it you know are you are you really able to do this or are, is it too much for you you know, and I'm like, no, 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 cool, let's do it, let's do it. And then you'd be like, okay, let's wait. And then I'll get irritated. <laughs> and then we'll, you'll wait, and then you'll be like, you know what, yeah, let's just wait on this. And I'll be like, damn, I really did need to take a moment to rest. But sometimes that desire of not wanting to miss the mark will make you do something that's that's not still out of the right spirit, even though you want to be of help, being honest about where you are, you know, and having somebody that, loves you enough and knows you enough to say, you know what, I know that this person will still do this, but this might not be the best thing for them. And then sometimes it could be that, you know, they, they do, they do just want to do it out of the goodness of their heart and how they feel towards you. And sometimes we just need to allow, allow people to help us, you know, allow Mm -hmm. people to be there for us. So, but yeah, but that us being intentional, I think that was a huge turning point for us in our friendship that really helped us through a lot of stuff is saying, at the end of the day, we need to still be intentional, even if we're mad, even if we're pissed off, even if we are tired, even if we don't feel like dealing with each other in the moment. At some point, you know, we both kind of come to that 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 spot where we say, hey, we said that we were committed, that we were going to be committed to each other, that we still are going to be committed to being sisters. We're going to be still committed to being friends. We're going to still be committed to this, even if abc occurs even if we feel like abc that commitment that is that is that it's almost like loyalty it's like the the bridge of truth literally is him absolutely yeah you're so right about that so jewel what do you think um what do you think a loyal friend looks like to you what do i think a loyal friend looks like to me man when i think of a loyal friend the vision that comes to my mind is you know two soldiers on a battlefield you know um i know that this person that i'm going to battle with i know that they will cover cover my life and they know that they will cover, and I know that they will cover 
you know, mine and I will cover theirs, you know. Um, when I think of the biggest display of loyalty, I always think of war because in war, that's literally when everything is thrown at you. That is where, that is where, <laughs> that's where you see everything that could possibly come at you from the front, from the back, under your feet, flying over your head. Um, you know, you see other people around you that might be freaking out, that might be on the same team as you, but they might be, you know, freaking out and, fl and flipping out. But th those soldiers that are committed, that there is a loyalty where I don't care where we go, we're going together. I don't care what happens, it's happening together. I don't care if we live or die, we're living and dying together, but we're going to, we're going to make sure that we fight as we're going down. Like, that is the image that comes to my mind when I think of loyalty. And so um, I think that, you know, the ideal person of loyalty is someone that I know that not only will just be there for me when I, when I, when I need someone to be there, whether it be emotional support or, you know, or whatever other support I might need, you know, I, I know that I'm an acts of service person. So a lot of times people that help to lighten my day-to-day -day load, the things that, that are important to me, whether it be caring for my mom or taking care of things at home or what have you, or even helping, helping to give me space so I can take care of myself, you know, self-care, um, those things rank very high for me. So when I think of loyalty and I think of support and going to bat, not only is it just in, in being, you know, helpful, but someone where, when I am when I am ready to completely give up, that they literally will stand on this alongside me, and 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 speak life into me and not let me die out. Like that's that is when I think of when I think of loyalty. Somebody that is willing to lay down their time, to lay down their space, you know, to to lay down their conveniences to help me not die out. Just like if we were on a battlefield, you know, um, just just having that having that support, having that emotional and mental support and encouragement. Um, I, I see that as being the ultimate form of loyalty for me, you know. Awesome. Very well put. Well, that is like to sum it up in a nutshell, loyalty is so important. Um, in any friendship, in any marriage, in anything that you're trying to have with two people coming together for a common purpose, you need loyalty. You need honesty. And we're going to continue to tackle these topics. Like I said, it's a six-part series. And the first topic we did was honesty. The one we're talking about today is loyalty. And our next show, we're going to be talking about empathy. Not a lot of people are empathetic in friendships um, and even in relationships. So I think empathy is going to be a really good one to touch on and talk about to discuss, you know, on this whole another level of friendship. Because if you don't have empathy, along with loyalty and honesty, how can you really hear the heart of your friends? Yeah. Wow, so I'm excited. I'm excited that we're on this series. I'm excited to talk more about this with Jewel um, in the upcoming week. And I'm excited that you guys are tuning in. Like I said, we're working out the kinks. We're working out all the little, 
the little different things because we switched over from being on another platform. Um, we had the Inspired Movement on Blog Talk Radio ever since 2013. And so switching over to something new, more modern, um, of course, we're like the grannies of the podcast. We're like, oh, man, <laughs> we got to switch over. But hey, we're doing it. We're trying it. And we would love to hear feedback, you know, from you guys, especially the ones that listen to Law Talk Radio versus, you know, us on Anchor. So, yeah, definitely give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. And we are so looking forward to you tuning in for next time. Jules, is there anything else you want to say before we part? Hey, I, I enjoyed this topic. And, you know, for all of our listeners out there, once again, comes the loyalty, man, that commitment, you know, being committed to to those people in your life that you call friend, that you call loved one, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to just stop, you know, at friendships, you know, it, it can be family, it can be whoever you want it to be, just make sure that whoever it is that you choose, that, that you're choosing to be loyal to, that they choose to be loyal to you as well. Amen to that. All right, my Inspired Movement listeners, make sure you tune in on next Sunday, September 26th. And you will hear our show part three on empathy. I hope you tune in next Sunday and take a listen. And even if you can't take a listen next Sunday, listen to it at your own leisure. But we appreciate you tuning in to the Inspired Movement and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.